unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Da-na-na, da-na-na, da-na-na-na-na-na. You guys know it. You guys know what I do. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It's Christopher Roush, and you are at your place for where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. It is the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, and I am excited to be here tonight. Truth be told, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a little bit under the weather. Uh, I don't think it's the Rona. I don't think it's COVID or anything. I think it's a cold. My wife and my son have had a cold for about a week and a half, two weeks, and they got tested and they were fine. So I have a feeling it's just a cold, but uh, did not want to disappoint, did not want to skip a session of this at all. We've been live every single week for the entire year. Actually, we're on episode number 139 of the uh, Ron and Scripted show. Uh, so we're on episode 139. We already got uh, Lee in the house. What's up, Lee? Thank you so much for being here. He says, sup, big guy, for you guys listening on the podcast. What's up, Lee? It is a pleasure to have you here tonight. I know you got your kids, uh, so I hope you're having a magnificent time and enjoying your moments with them. Super, super important. So yeah, it's been, it's Christmas time for those of you guys listening to this podcast. You may be listening to a couple of months down the road. Uh, it's Christmas time right now. It is December 28th and here in the United States, we have been having a great time. Actually, Christmas time is all over the place. See, I told you my brain is like super mush right now. Um, uh, but we're going to have a great show anyway. Um, so thank you guys for being here, whether you're live or on the rebroadcast, we appreciate you. And speaking of which the podcast, we are on the podcast, the audio podcast, everywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, wherever it is, you can find it there. And truth be told, it's interesting. I have recently had a spike in India and also a spike in England as far as the, uh, the downloads for my show. So thank you guys for listening and watching this in India and England. And of course, all around the world, we appreciate you and every one of you, you guys are our misfits for life here on the Ron and scripted show. So, I uh, appreciate you guys being here every week and, uh, sticking with me here as I, uh, as I try to talk with a very sore throat and a very distorted mind, but I'm excited to have my guest on here tonight. She's an amazing soul and we're going to get to that in just a minute, but I just wanted to remind you of a couple of things. Um, Number one, uh, if you're not a TikTok follower, or if you're on TikTok, yours truly, yes, Christopher Roush is going to make his debut on TikTok January 1st. Uh, I believe my handle is at, at no excuses coach. So you can be able to find me there. And why is that important? Because you already find me on Instagram. You already find me on Facebook. You already find me on YouTube. Find me on LinkedIn. Find me all over the place on Clubhouse. But TikTok, I'm going to make TikTok a very special place for Christopher Roush and the no excuses brand. So tune in because uh, I'm going to do something really super crazy to start the year. I've talked about it before um i am going to shave all of this off on tiktok only on tiktok only so if you want to experience christopher roush with no hair um it's something that i have not done in over five years because my son has never seen me without facial hair so why am i doing it because it's fucking uncomfortable and i do not like it but i'm gonna start the year off right off the deep end doing something that's uncomfortable showing everybody hey we can all do something that's uncomfortable to get our year started because getting outside of our comfort zone is where the magic happens so we're going to be doing that i'm going to be doing some other things on on the uh TikTok as well uh i'll give you a hint are you fucking serious that's all I'll just i'll just leave it at that are you fucking serious that's what's uh that's what's going to be up for the uh tiktoks there because my wife's been telling me i need to get on tiktok so i'm gonna have a little fun with it i'm gonna do something different over there so at no excuses coach i love you guys uh check us out we got lynn serrano in the house what's up we got jacqueline in the house we got mary Kay in the house what's up mary Kay, my beautiful soul sister robert brooker's in the house robert merry christmas i hope you guys have all had a beautiful holiday no matter how you spend it who you spend it with um, the holidays are super important times because we get together with our family. We exchange presents, which, you know, honestly and truthfully, the present is the gift of being with somebody that you care about and you get to spend time with. So absolutely that is important. Uh, myself, we had a, we had a super chill Christmas. It was just my son, my wife and myself. Sometimes we get together with other family or sometimes we go to Chicago and this year we said, and sometimes we go places, but this year we're like, just stick at home, enjoy our moments. So we've been literally something I don't do very often. We've been sitting on the couch, watching movies and playing with our gifts and just having a really good time for me, just resetting for what's going to happen in 2022. As you guys know, I have my group coaching program launching on January 11th. It's amazing. It's six months. Um, and I'm super excited about that. Just really excited about making 20, 2022 a year of transformation. That's what I'm calling it. I usually come up with a keyword that I use for the year 
transformation is transformation and expansion is what it is for 2022 for myself. So I'm excited to take you guys along on the journey, uh, doing exciting stuff here on the Ron Unscripted show. Also the unfiltered experience with my buddy, Scott, we're going to be doing that. And then of course I've got my other, I got pop-up show with Lynn Serrano. She says, I'm with you. Um, so yeah, we got our pop-up show with Lynn and I got my rainbows in real life. I do with Pamela Aubrey. We're going to be doing that. Um, Lee says, Hey y'all, um, we have Diana house. What's up, Diana. I had the, the, the pleasure of speaking with Diana earlier today. So, uh, I love getting connected with you guys. So reach out to me, DM me. I'd love to have a conversation with you. See you on zoom and just really put a face to the, to the text that I see a lot of times here on the Ron and scripted show and everything else. Um, and then we've got, we've got, uh, Schroeder Nordholtz. What's up Schroeder. He says, Hey kids, fucking serious about not being too serious. He, <laughs> he, thank you for being here. I think you're new to the show. So thank you for, uh, for, uh, spending some time with us tonight. And so without any further ado, uh, my guest tonight, I believe we met and excuse me again, cause my brain is like really foggy. Um, I, we believe we met on clubhouse and I heard her on there sharing her story and much like I always do on clubhouse. If I hear somebody share their story and I feel, I just, I, I, I will immediately know, I feel compelled to reach out to them and say, I have to share your story with my audiences just to make sure, um, that they go, that they don't go unnoticed because a lot of people in this world are super, super powerful. Why? Because they've had a shitty, shitty past and they've taken that and they repurposed it to be, to have a kick-ass life. And that's something you guys know that I went through. I had a pretty shitty past. I decided to, to realize that my life was happening for me and not to me and repurposed all that shit. And now here I am having an awesome life. So I admire and I respect the people who do that as well. Uh, they get out of the victimhood status and they get into victor status. So without any further ado, I'd like to welcome to the Ron and Scripted Show, Leroy Ryan. Leroy Ryan, welcome to the Ron and Scripted Show. How are you doing tonight? I am doing awesome. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing good. Aside from, aside from all of this, I'm good. I usually, I usually avoid colds that they get, but I have a feeling I'm a little bit ran down because I haven't been doing as much exercising and I've been eating some, 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 some fun foods. Let's just talk about that. <laughs> and uh, so I think I'm a little, I think I'm a little wore down, but uh, I'm excited because January is going to be uh, the beginning of transformation time. So the guns are going to be out. The guns are going to be out. So I'm excited just to have you here and share your story with us. Um, like I said, we got beautiful people in the house already. Um, so we're excited just to kick this off. And by the way, guys, uh, feel free to ask myself, of course, ask my guest any questions, ask Leroy questions. Uh, we love that. The interaction comment, if something uh, sparks interest in you, you'd like to, to jam on that a little bit. This is a conversation with all of us. So I appreciate you guys here being here. And of course, Leroy, I appreciate you being here. So for the people that are that are listening and watching us, uh, tell us a little bit about your story because uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. And then we'll dig into some meat of that and uh, help some people here realize that they are the ones that are in control and in charge of their lives. So my guest, feel free. Absolutely, thank you. It is an honor to be here. You're, you're, not, you're an awesome guy. My, your soul, my soul is just like, I'm like, this dude is awesome. Thank you. Um, My story, uh, I was, I was born a drug addicted baby. Uh, my biological mother didn't want me. So she gave me to a neighbor, like literally just handed me to her neighbor and she disappeared. She came back some time later and the neighbor who was still watching me my biological mother says, oh, who's this pretty little girl? She's like, this is your daughter. This is LaRoya. She said, you want to keep her? And this woman that took me in, her name is Josephine. That is my angel. This woman who took me in was six months pregnant with her first son. She had two older daughters, married, had her, her family set and she took me in and she raised me as one of her own, but it was hard because she knew that I was different. She knew that I came from something that was gonna be difficult to overcome. There were gonna be challenges in life naturally, you know, children that are born, uh, with, um, you know, with, with drugs in their system. There are things that they experience, temper tantrums, anger, 
the 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 removing of of my mother, her leaving me with someone else as a newborn. Like I was literally days old. Wow. And there were traumas that you can't verbalize as a kid, but you can feel them. So she was all my mom who raised me was always hard on me because she knew that I had things that I was going to have to overcome that the other children, they just didn't come from that. Not that they wouldn't over, have to overcome anything, but that I definitely had some hard things that I was going to have to overcome. And so she was hard on me all the time. And she was so hard on me, I literally thought she hated me. I grew up like that. This woman hates me. And when I found out she wasn't my biological mother, which was, I was about 16. Up until then, I thought she was. Kind of had a, like, eh, something is wrong here. Can't put my finger on it. And when I found out she wasn't my biological mother, I was devastated. And, and I put myself, her, everybody through hell to come in contact with me was, it was, it was just, it was hazardous because my mind automatically reverted to if my biological mother doesn't want me, how in the world does anybody else? Mm. That's what I grew up with. Those feelings, those feelings and the brain's natural way of always having negative thoughts, just always constantly flowing in that direction, just negative, negative, unwanted, unloved, house full of people, but I still feel lonely. Mm -hmm. Still feel lonely because I feel like an outsider. I don't look like nobody around me. I'm tall, everybody is short. I'm skinny, everybody is chunky. I'm super dark, everybody is a little lighter. I always stood out like a sword though. On the outside and on the inside, I can feel it. So I carried a, I embodied, I'm gonna say carry, I embodied the, I don't give a F attitude, just didn't care. If I died, oh well. If I lived, oh well. I just didn't care until one day I woke up. I woke up and I had a conversation with my mom who raised me. And I said to her, you know, I said, you know, growing up, you know, I always, always thought you hated me. How old were you when you had this conversation? I was about, I want to say 25, Okay. but I'm already on this, this, this destructive path. Like this. Yes. This destructive path that, that I am on. It's, it's, it's now like just a way of life for me. It's become my normal. Right. And I didn't know any other way. So when I sat down with her and, you know, I told her, you know, I thought she hated me and, and her response is what sparked in me. Wait a minute, something's not right. I'm, I'm not thinking correct because she said to me, I could never hate you. I love you with everything in me. I needed you to find and be LaRoya. I couldn't raise you by where you come from. And those words so just always stayed with me. And I'm like, wait, that's kind of contradicting to these thoughts that I have and these feelings that I have. And like, wait a minute. So she does love me. I start reflecting and looking at, hmm, it's because of my mother. Even to this day, I still play keyboard because she saw that I was interested in a friend's keyboard. So when I accomplished something, she called me up the one day and she's like, hey, come over here. Cause she saw me messing with it in the store the one day we came back and she's like, this is for you. The first time I ever rapped a rap song, I rapped it to her. She looked at me and she said, huh, 
you're good. Keep writing. She's always been encouraging and always pushing me and fostering the things that to this day encompass who I am. Everywhere I go, you'll find a board in my house. Actually, I got two right now, but everywhere I go, you always find me with a board because I play keyboard. She fostered and nurtured that in me. So it was when I sat and I thought about these things because it was a lot of those things. While she was hard on me, it was a lot of those things. When she would put me on punishment all the time, I just sat in the house and did music. Whether I was learning and studying my keyboard or writing lyrics or just listening to music and allowing it to shift my mold at the at the time like she's she's helped me to become an expert at being me so it contradicted everything that i was thinking everything that i was going through in life or this hell that i was putting myself through this hell that i was putting her through and throughout it all she stood by my side and she said i'm proud of you you know, so it's it's just one of those things where you don't know until you know. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what so when your when your biological mom came back, did you develop a relationship with her or, or talk to us a little bit about that that part of the journey? Um and, and what your relationship with her was then and might be now. She never came back. Oh, I thought she came back. No, when I was when I was 16 and I found the letter that she had wrote to my mom that raised me, she stated in that letter, I will never come back for this child. Wow. And she never have. Is she still alive? Do you know? Do you have any idea who she is? She died of uh eight, like sometime in like 2000, like nine, ten, something like that. Sure. I, I never, I never got to know her. How do you feel about that? Um, I feel like I'm grateful because she's given me life and I'm grateful for something anybody would have been like, wait, you're giving your child to a stranger? Like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm grateful for the dumbness in that. You know? <laughs> like, that was really stupid. I've never heard that before. You know, to hand your child to a stranger, you know, that's kind of dumb. You know, we would advise. Got a box of cookies. Right, yeah. Right. So um, I'm grateful for the dumbness in that because I winded up being with someone who loved me unconditionally. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't have any ill feelings towards her. I don't know her. But what I do know of her is what she did for me. So I can't, my mind can't go to who, what, when, where, why, because I'm so grateful for the process that I went through because of her, her dumb decisions can give this kid to a stranger because I got to go get high, you know? Wow. That is amazing. So 16 to 25, you're hell bent, you know, on destruction, everything. You have this conversation with your, with your real mom, we'll call her mom. What was life like after that? Did you continue on that path of destruction or do you all of a sudden just have this epiphany and go, Oh, okay. I've, I've had it all wrong all this time. Now I'll just be good and just reframe myself. No, I was, that was a way of life for me at this point. I, I continued on that path um, for many years after that. Um, it wasn't until she passed away that the epiphany went off over my head. And I found myself in a situation to where I went from this person who I was, I was, I was a street person. I wasn't in the streets because I had to be, it was appealing to me. Like my mom used to bake cookies and you know, she was the baking cookies mom, you know, like 
She was, she was a good mom. I didn't have to grow up in survivor's mode, but I chose to go out and be in survivor's mode because my mind just wasn't there because I didn't feel like I was loved. It was impossible because my biological mother didn't love me. So when she died was when I found myself in a situation to where I lost all the money, all the friends that I had, even family, everybody was gone. And it was after just- After she died? After she died, yeah. Everybody was gone. Why do you suppose that is? I like to believe divine intervention. It was what I needed. Everybody was gone. Everybody, everything, the jewelry, the clothes, the cars, everything was gone. My license had already been uh, uh, suspended. I'm literally sitting in a truck that I purchased that was in someone else's name at a McDonald's in which right across the street was like a Wendy's or something. I had no money, had to ask people for gas money. And I went over there and I said to them, hey, you guys forgot something on my order. This was in 2012. So you guys forgot something on my order just so I can eat. I went from being this person that was all the way up here, even though all the things that I was doing were illegit, but I was on top of the world. And I found myself, my mom died. There's no more home base. Everybody is gone. And I'm sitting in my vehicle. Well, it was mine, I paid for it, but it was in someone else's name. And I'm sitting there and I ate the food and something said, take a picture of yourself. Since I was a kid, I never liked taking pictures. I still don't like taking pictures. You know, it took me forever to get you my picture, right? <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's the weirdest thing. I've always been that way. And something said, take a picture of yourself. And I took a photo of myself and I looked at it and a tear came down my eye because I didn't recognize that person. Mm, wow. And immediately I thought about my mom and she's gone now and I'm hurting and I'm mad at God and I'm even more mad at the world. But I felt and I knew that I was dishonoring her because of all the work that she put into me. Mm. And I sat there and I just said, God help me. <clears throat> and two days later, I was in jail. It's like, wait a minute, this is, whoa. It's not good. Oh. I'm for, you I'm know. God for how to help anymore. Yeah, you know, this is why I'm not fooling with you now. Um, <laughs> and, and, it, and it took me, it took me, I want to say a week, two weeks sitting in there. My mind was made up. And I, this, I walked out of there in 2013 on a whole new path and determined to be a better person. Still had no money, still didn't have any friends, didn't have any vehicles, no, not, I, nothing. I did not have a dime to my name. The only thing I had, I didn't even have ID. I didn't have ID. They had wow. my license, you know, I lived a certain life lifestyle. I didn't care. I don't need ID. All right. So like, I literally, I didn't even have ID. And the only thing that I had was a determined mindset. Yeah. That, oh. that was it. A year later, and I started it, incorporated it in a halfway house. I started my first company a year later from moving out of that, from getting out of that jail. And I started it in the halfway house, all because of my mindset. Ooh. I took responsibility. 
I looked in the mirror. I said, oh, that's, whew, that's me. That's ugly. Wait, I don't know about that one. I got I to gotta work on that. And that's exactly what I did, no matter how hard it got. And it got hard. And it felt like everything that I needed to change about myself, it felt like people out of the woodworks were just like testing me on it. And I'm like, wait, hold up. Like, I'm trying to be a better person. Just leave me alone. Like, why right. would you ask me? You know? I went through that too. It's, it's like everything you're you're trying to, those areas you're trying to get better in. It's like the strangest thing. Like, where do these people come from? Like, how do you know this is what I'm working on? Because you're testing me right now. And it keeps coming until you pass. Right. Oh, I wish everybody could get that. I wish everybody could get that. Everybody, have you ever heard of the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell? No. Yeah, it's a it's on YouTube. I mean, for you guys who I mean, a lot of people watch the show and they're repeat uh viewers, but uh the Joseph Campbell story, the hero's journey on YouTube, it's about an hour and 12 minutes or something like that, but it talks about that. It talks about how we go out and we we go through all these trials and tribulations and we come back and tell everybody, hey, listen, you know, this is what you got to do to get through these things. And we feel like some days like, okay, I've, I've, I've passed these tests. You know, why is the world still challenging me in these tests? Why I've, I've already done these things. I've already hit rock bottom three times. Why do I have to keep doing this? But again, that's that hero's journey that keeps coming back up to us. So your point is so valid in the fact that one thing we can always have control over is our mindset. Set and being able to eliminate the excuses that we give ourselves that are to, 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 to leave us in victim status. I mean, yeah. that's where you really were. You're in victim status in your brain. The, the anger and the lashing out and everything was a control mechanism. It's like, nobody's going to fucking hurt me this time. I got all you guys. I'm going to fucking hurt you way before you hurt me. And yep. then you had that epiphany in jail and be like, Ooh, I'm going to come out and do this. But again, I tell everybody, and you'll agree with this is that, is that once we let go and we surrender to what was, and we start to embrace what can be and what is possible god universe source is going to present us with challenges to say okay really chris really Leroy, you, you you serious about this okay we're gonna we're gonna put a few things your little hurdles you're gonna have to jump you know some of you may have to climb some of you may have to blow up but once you get through these hurdles then you're gonna get to this you're gonna get to that next place where you're like okay good i'm not glad i went through that but now that i went through that i can help other people go through that and grow through that so i mean massive respect to you to be able to do that when when you consider your journey, when you consider when you started to have that epiphany, what were what was like the, the the top excuses you had to overcome from yourself not to revert back to what was safe and comfortable? That I had to get over <sighs> the ego. Mm -hmm. I I was oh my god my ego I don't I'm gonna be honest I I don't know how people even dealt with me. I honestly don't. My ego was out of this world. Give us an example. <laughs> if you went somewhere with me, I picked you up in my car. I would just pull up to the store. I would pull my money out. I would tell you what I want. And I would hand you my money. I would say, you can get something for yourself. It wasn't an option. This wasn't questions. This is what you're going to do. Because in my mind, I was bigger than life. And that's usually the way it went. So that's why I'm like, I don't know how people even dealt with me. Because I wouldn't have took that from nobody. Okay? Like, <laughs> why do you even take your own shit from yourself? Yeah, like, right. Yeah, that was, that was one of, <laughs> that was a really really big one for me and even today i still it's not as challenging challenging but i'm always cognizant of my ego when situations arise even when i'm disturbed by something from the smallest to the littlest i always say okay why are we feeling this way no. Such a great question. What am I making this to mean about me? I was just talking with actually um, Diana, who was up here earlier. I said, you know, that's one of the most powerful questions we can ask ourselves is what am I making this to mean about me? And if and anybody who's read the four agreements knows one of the four agreements is don't take things personally. So I love that. You, so I love that you share that about yourself. And in through your journey, you'd mentioned something earlier. I believe you had mentioned it. Again, I got foggy brain. But before I go to that, I just want to acknowledge some of our peeps in the house. Uh, thank you guys all for being here. Um, Robert said, uh, holy VPN overload, Batman. Um, yeah, uh, it's pretty crazy, isn't it, Robert? Um, so who else we got here? Let me uh, let me get rid of that. 
Um, and thank you guys all for being here, whether you're live or on the replay, feel free to ask us questions. Angel's in the house. I know that's Angel because for some reason her name doesn't appear, but Angel, thank you for being here. Um, got Pamela Aubrey. That's my other co-host that I told you guys about from Rainbows in Real Life. She says, hello, brilliant peeps. Thank you, Pam, for being here. I hope you're feeling better. Now I got the cold. I, you didn't get to see the, the beginning of the broadcast, but uh, I'm sitting here with a massively sore throat, but I did not want to miss this conversation with uh, this amazing individual. Uh, Lynn says, you're beautiful. <laughs> you and you are Laura, you are beautiful. When I heard your voice on clubhouse, I was like, I knew I got to connect with this cat. I knew that, you know, what you were sharing and where you are flowing from. I know you're going to impact lots and lots and lots of people. I know you're a coach. Now we're going to talk about that for you for a second. Um, and Lynn says here to the, to the mindset, she says, that's all you need. And Lynn has been through a ton of stuff too. She's been a, she's been a guest here on the show as well. We're great friends. Uh, she calls me her her big her younger brother because she's just a few few years older than me. Um, but yeah, and we got Kellen Ann in the house. She says, "Hello, Christopher Roush. Great topic tonight. Thank you, Kellen, for being here and sharing your time with us. I know you guys' time is valuable, valuable, valuable. So thank you for being here." Lynn says, "Yes, Lucy is in the house. Thank you, Lucy, for being here." Uh, she says, "Hashtag personal growth, one hundred percent." Um, and we got people that my, my people here always sit there and say hi to each other, which I think is beautiful. I don't really do that when I jump on a show, when I'm watching a show, I'm like, but I think that's so awesome because we have some amazing people who, uh, to, who, 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 uh, who show up here. Margaret's in the house. Thank you for being here, Margaret. I was just thinking about you today. She says, hi, Chris and LaRoya. Uh, Diane says uh, to you, Diana says to you, I salute you with a heart. So that's, that's, that's for you. Um, and so, okay, so here's what I want to touch on because this is a massive, massively important topic and I love it. You talk about being the expert of you. Yes. And I love that. What does that mean and how did it apply in your life? And how do you, how do you use that now to work with your coaching clients? I am an expert at being me, right? So I am in tune with my higher conscious. Right. I'm connected to source. Right. For me, that's God. Right. That's 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 my relationship. That's above all and any. Right. That's first and foremost. And I'm aware of things change and what I may feel today. I don't have to hold myself to later. I'm allowed to grow. I'm allowed to invite in new and I'm allowed to let out old. I don't follow people's expectations of me. You can't put expectations on me. You just can't. Because the only expectations that are on me are the ones that are given to me from God. And you can't tell me what he said because I talked to him on myself. Right on. Right. So <clears throat> it's about living being no matter where I'm at, no matter who I'm around, I'm always going to be me. Right. Like I don't curse. Right. As an example, I don't curse. I, I can be in, us. Nah, that's, that's fine. I can be in a room full of folks that curse like Sarah's. That's not going to make me want to curse. That's not going to make me go ahead and curse. That doesn't make me feel like I'm fitting in. That doesn't make me anything, right? I'm still not going to curse because that's just not the way that I speak today. Because no matter where I'm at, I'm always going to be true to me. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, there's only one person on the face of this earth that I got to hold account, that, that holds me accountable, and that's me. Mm -hmm. I can let myself down. I get to hurt my feelings. Everything that goes on in life is me. It's because of me. Decisions, consequences, reaping what you sow, call it a, a, a karma, law of attraction. Everything that my life encompasses is because of me and because of my relationship with God. Yeah. Right. So I don't I don't go into what's ideal for everybody else. Right? Don't wear your hair like this, LaRoya. You're a speaker now. When you get on stage, you know, you got to wear your hair like this. Hey, LaRoya, you're a speaker now. When you get on stage, don't put your hands in your pocket. You got a bad habit of doing that. Oh, wait a minute. 
that's, I'm not doing all that. First of all, if I want to put my hand in my pocket, I'm fit to put my hand in my pocket because that's what's comfortable for me. Yeah. Oh. Want to wear a bandana? Wear a bandana. Exactly. You know, because I had a, I had a, I went to a speaking engagement, right? And I had a, I had an older lady ask me. She says, "What does that mean? Like, like when to be an expert at being you?" I said, "Only you know what's gonna make you happy." She says, "Well, yeah." I said, "So if you're 80 years old and you feel like putting on, you know, a dress that that." Society says, oh, you're too old to wear that, but it makes you feel good and you feeling spicy, then you go on and you put that on. Mm-hmm. Because if you put on what's appealing for everybody else, guess what? You may have a smile on your face, but on the inside, you're miserable. Why? For other people? Me, you. Put that dress on when you turn 80 and feel spicy if that's what it makes you feel. If it makes you feel good, because here's the thing when we're not being our authentic self, here comes the misery. Here comes the judging other people. Comparison. Here, here comes the comparison. Here comes the stepping out of your own lane. Here comes the interruptions and disruption, disruptions when you're trying to get to your goal. <clears throat> you don't got time for none of that. None of that. So when I deal with my clients, I tell them straight up. If you came here to play, if you came here for a shoulder to lean on, you just need a vent and post. You can keep your money because I'm here for people that want to change their lives into what's ideal for them. Yeah. Not what's ideal for their children, not what's ideal for their mom and dad, not what's ideal for anybody else on the face of this earth. What is ideal for you? My services are customized to each person because nobody's ideals are the same. Mm. Not the same. I love that. I want to go back to something you just said a moment ago. I wanted to key in on where you said um, it's not their expectations of me. It's my expectations of myself. How do you, what do you recommend for people? Because that's a huge topic of mine, expectations and perspectives, right? You know, you shifted your perspective and you changed your expectation about yourself and about those around you. What advice or what strategies would you give people to, to change that? Because so often we're like, well, that person expects me to do this. And I love your point about like, you know, when I, when I did the whole hat and bandana thing, and I mean, it didn't, wasn't the hat, it was the bandana and the tie and everything. People told me, oh, you can't do that. You know, you, you can't curse on stage and you can't do this. And I was at a point in my life at the same point where you were at, I was like, I just got to be me. I've spent my entire life trying to be something for every single person out there, getting that validation, getting that significance, getting that love, feeling included. I couldn't rest until I made sure everybody else was happy. And then I was so exhausted. I had no time for myself. So what advice do you have for people that, that sit there and say, oh, I have to do this. And they expect me to do this. They expect me to be this way. How do, how do people break out of that situation? Because we have a lot of people in this world right now who are suffering because to your point, they're not being their best self. They're not being an expert in themselves. They're being an expert of everybody else. I would tell them, I would pose questions to them. First, I want to know, like, what, what do they believe in? They believe in God? Now, if they believe in God, here's the truth. You can't go to God with excuses. Hey, God, um, yeah, I would have been doing this, and I would have done this, and I would have done that. But what had happened was I was helping so-and-so because they wanted me to do this, and they wanted me to do that. You can't go to God with those excuses. So if you can't go to God with those excuses, what are you giving them to yourself for? Because at the end of another day, it's still going to be you and God. You're held accountable for you. Now, if it's a person that say. They don't believe in God. Then we're going to just take it to the deathbed. When you're on your deathbed, what do you want people to say about you? Mm-hmm. What do you think you're going to be thinking about on your deathbed? You think you're going to be thinking about, oh, I'm so glad, you know, I spent my life in misery. I, I, I made my mom proud. I'm, I'm so happy for that. You're going to be thinking about that. You're going to be thinking about all the I would of. I could of, mm-hmm. oh, I should of. Yep. That's what you're gonna be thinking about. Gonna be, you ever met someone? You ever been with someone in, in, in that transition? 
It's brutal. Because so much of life, so much of their life, they've given away. And now this is the end. This is the end. There's no coming back. There's no do-over. Mm-hmm. There's no, okay, I got one more day. Now let me go fulfill my dreams. That's horrible. No regrets, baby. It's horrible. Because now there's no there's no do-over. So for me, let's, 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 let's put it in the mind. People are so, so fixated on right here, right now, instant gratification, Mm -hmm. right? Like when people date, people date, you know, you got people when they're, they're 35, 40, 45 years old and they date, right? Oh, she's hot or, oh, he's hot. And, and, and. You know, intimacy, yeah, that's what's important. And, you know, and he, he makes a nice amount of money. And so. What? Poof. Well, I don't know what happened. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, this, this conversation is so electrifying that uh, Leroy just disappeared. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I told you guys it was going to be a powerful conversation while I wait for Leroy to get back here. Um, just want to see what kind of comments we got going up here. Uh, and she's back. I this. Your, your electricity, your electricity, just like poof. That's because you're on fire. You remember where you were at? I was just, I was just gonna, I was just gonna cap, capture this comment while we're waiting back for you. As uh, Diana says, being authentically you is so important. It's, it's. I mean, it's, it's probably one of the greatest gifts you can give to yourself. It's and what you're speaking about. Are you familiar with the Five Regrets of the Dying, the book? Abs- absolutely, Bronnie. Bra- oh. What Bronnie? Where? Bronnie? Where? I, well, just, just to show off. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 this book, this book, man, it, it, that, that thing knocked me off my rocker. I was oh, listening to, I was listening to audiobook and then I bought that. I mean, it totally shifted my perspective just about to your point. I mean, there is no duro lovers. This is, I was telling somebody the other day, I, I got to somebody real quick and I said, this is the youngest your daughter's ever going to be. This is the younger, the youngest you and your daughter's ever going to be. You're not going to get to repeat this time with your daughter ever, right? ever. And he was like, Oh dude, I never thought of it that way. I never thought of it that way. So what is your, what are your recommendations, re- recommendations for, you know, people to take personal responsibility and personal accountability for those excuses and for those, 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 the, the mindset of the victim that, oh, I'm this way because of that. I mean, obviously your journey was horrible, but you were able to get to a point to say, listen, no, no more of this. I'm going to do me. Um, what are some strategies for people to have that personal accountability? Much like for me, I think about, um, the five people you associate with the most. I mean, one of the greatest gifts you can give to yourself, if you're associating with five people that bring you down, you need new people in your group. And that's one of the things I've done in my life a few times. So talk to us about some of those strategies you get for people to, to have that personal accountability and responsibility for taking ownership of their life to not have regrets. I, I do have, the, you know, it's not five of them, but uh, I have three really close friends that they 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 would call me out you know, on, on my nonsense, like, you know, you're you're thinking a little off, you know, don't go there, you know, um, the the five friends are, are, are key. And I, I, you gotta be able to look yourself in the mirror for you. Don't, don't look at, at what you want to see. Don't look at what you aspire to be. Look at what you are, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, look at yourself from God's eyes, right? Because you can lie to everybody else. You can fool everybody else, but God sees it all. So look at yourself in that rawness. Like, literally look in the mirror. Look beyond this. Look in here mm-hmm. and see what's there. And if you're able to live and love everything that's in there, you don't need me. And I wouldn't accept your money. But if you look in there and you're not happy, you know something ain't right, then you come talk to me. <laughs> you're, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna infect them with some enthusiasm to take personal responsibility, right? Absolutely, because like part of right, me being an expert at being me, here's one of the things that I found. And it's just like, this has been like one of the, the biggest benefits for me. I am non-judgmental. Very understanding. 
the understanding even to the point of if I don't understand even right now, that's okay. I still ain't going to trip because it might not be for me to understand right now. It might be for me to understand tomorrow or it might be for me to understand next year, right? So it's freeing, not just of myself, right? Like I'm cool. I, I'm Hey, listen, this is what I like to do. This is what I like to do. Thank you. Y'all have a great time. Y'all go do what y'all like to do. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with what I'm doing, right? Right. But that understanding of people and understanding that I may not be intellectually, emotionally on the same level as you right now. And that's fine. There are people that are not on mine. Right. And that's fine. That's mm -hmm. not to dismiss them. That's not to belittle them. That's not to say, what are you, stupid? That's not, that's not to do that. That's to say, okay, there were some things he didn't get right now that he may get later. Right? Having that understanding that everybody is not in the same place, mm. nor do everybody want the same things. So there's no reason to look at a person and judge them. There's no reason to look at the person working in McDonald's, yeah. been there for five years and not the manager and say, well, why are you still here? I've been coming here to get a latte for five years and you, you ain't get a promotion yet. Maybe they don't want one. Yeah. So true. It's so true. Maybe that was their goal where they're at. And that is fine. And just mm -hmm. having that understanding that of that, like it's been like so freeing for me. Like for somebody to say, oh, I don't curse. You don't curse, LaRoya. So, you know, I, I'm going to be easy on my cursing. Man, do you. And that's how you talk. That's how you talk. Because I'm certainly going to be me. Of so course. Comfortable. There's no judgment. I respect it because of the uniqueness of us both. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Margaret says here, uh, she's got a question. She says, when did you decide to become a coach? Great question, Margaret. Thank you. I didn't. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of fell into it. Um, because I winded up, I was doing it without realizing like it wasn't intentional. Uh, but the phone calls just start coming in and it's like, you know, uh, you know, you, you might want to book an appointment for this next time. You know, I'll be able to phone with you for two hours. You know, you know, you get the phone calls and it's like, hey, you know, thank you so much. You know, that helped me out, you know, uh, things like that. So I kind of just like fell into it. It wasn't my intent. Like I didn't just sit and say, hey, I'm going to be a coach. Like I kind of just fell into it. It was something that I've been doing for a while without the title of it. Mm, that's the same. That's the same thing that happened to me. I literally had people coming to my. I was in my my corporate position. People would come to my office for a business related thing, and then two hours later, an hour and a half later, they would leave, telling me their entire life story. Going, Chris, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I can tell you anything. And it was just period after period. After, I'm like, okay. And then I started hearing about this life coaching thing, and I was like, okay, I'm 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 being called to it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go serve and take my story and go help other people transform their lives and become truly unstoppable as well. So I love that. I mean, you just you step into your greatness when it's presented to you. And one of the things I think about, you know, in terms of what you're saying, and, and I think about your journey, talk to us about self-sabotage because a lot of people do that. They self-sabotage in terms of, you know, ignoring the situations in their life, you know, ignoring the root causes of problems and, and, and seeking that short-term gratification to deal with a symptom of a problem. How do we eliminate, how do we get people to eliminate the self-sabotage aspect of their growth journey? Getting out their own way. That My coach said that to me. <laughs> You got to learn how to get out your own way. <laughs> so I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but I, I understand. Um, you you, you got to get out your own way. It's, it's, it's the way the mind is working, right? Because the mind is still holding on to certain things, right? So naturally, I don't think people intentionally self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's like, hey, you know what? I got this million dollars on the line. Yep, I'm about to blow it. People, people don't do that. People don't wake up and just do that, right? It's it's something deep going on on the inside, 
right? Yep. So before you can get to, let's help you to stop self self sabotaging. We gotta figure out what it is that's causing you to self sabotage. What are you holding on to? What is that that limiting belief that you're holding on to that is causing you to react this way? Like, what is that? Because this hair act is self sabotaging, right? So it's it's kind of one of those things where it's the individual because we all hold things that I was just having that conversation today. Growing up, mine was I held on to money is the root of all evil. And anytime I, I remember being in a situation where I was making so much money that it felt foreign. It felt this, no, this, no, 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 no. <laughs> this, is, this is too much money. Like I literally remember saying it wasn't the fear of what I was doing. It was this is too much money because on the inside, I held the belief money is the root of all evil. Mm. And I didn't think of myself as being evil, right? I was bad, but I didn't think I was evil. <laughs> I didn't want to be evil or whatever that uh, phrase meant, right? right. So I, I, I literally, I just stopped what I was doing and ended the money completely. People do that all the time. So get into the root of those limiting beliefs. I would go over their limiting beliefs. What is it that's holding you back? Go back to the, what's holding you back. Um, I told you this conversation was going to go by fast. Uh, but yeah, we've already been talking for 51 minutes and I want to capture a couple of comments and I want you to tell people where they can get a hold of you so they can continue the conversation with you. Um, uh, we got Brenda Bale in the house. What's up, Brenda? Thank you for being here. Uh, Margaret, thanks again for your question. Uh, Brenda says here, she goes, be you and be honest with yourself. Think about what you really want. Absolutely. Brenda, I couldn't, couldn't say it any better. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Robert says here, being able to share is the most natural feeling ever. Absolutely. Brother. Thank you for being here and spending your time with us. He's here every week. He's a misfit for life. Jock broke us in the house. My brother Jock from another Scottish mother. Uh, he says everybody vibrates at a different level and learns from being experiential, uh, to move to the next level by choice. Amen, brother. Amen. You know, it is by choice. And you know, it's one thing you said, kind of said earlier, Loria, we can't want, we can't want success for other people. They have to want it on their own. So I loved how you said, you know, essentially planting seeds, you know, Jock and I were just talking about that on, on text earlier, you know, about that, you know, we plant seeds and then we go back and we, we put a little water on them, we grow them. And then when it's right for them to grow in, within that individual, then they will grow because they're already at that point of their journey to continue on and continue learning. Um, Jacqueline's in the house. She says, Loria, you are an inspiration to a lot of people. Always keep it authentic. Uh, Jacqueline Rose is one bad mofo, man. She is, I mean, she is bulletproof. She is bulletproof. Uh, she's really super, super awesome. And uh, Facebook user here, I believe this is uh, again, Angel. Thank you for being here. Uh, she says, good show. So, yes, yes, yes. So, where can people get a hold of you to continue this conversation? Because we've gone for 53 minutes, and I always promise my viewers we'll get out of here uh, in an hour. But I know that people are going to want to continue the conversation. Uh, you guys can catch me on Facebook at speaker Leroy Ryan. Same thing on Instagram. Uh, and also for Chris's uh, guest, anyone who would like a free coaching session, um, you can go over to LeroyRyan.com and you can book via the 15 minute meet me um, link. And I will spend the half an hour with you. We can chop it up about whatever you like, any questions you have, uh, any uh, obstacle or anything you're trying to overcome. We can just go ahead and chop it up. So. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, LeroyRyan.com. Go there and chop it up with her. Chop it up with her. You have been such an amazing guest. I want to have you back on the Raw and Scripted Show. I want to have you on the Unfiltered Experience, which is my other show as well. You have such a powerful story, but more importantly, you have a powerful presence. And I just saw, I'm so thrilled that we met each other and we get to share this time together. And however I can support you, I got your back sister, because you are an amazing individual. You're amazing soul sister, uh, immediate misfit for life. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Any final words you want to share with people, uh, to really empower them to, 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 to get out of their own way. 
be empowered by the strength and resilience that has brought you this far thus far and keep pushing forward. Amen. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Leroy Ryan here on the Ron and Scripted Show. I'm going to place you backstage. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to have a chat with you when I end the show, but I'm going to say some uh, say some words and end the show. But uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Uh, you're an amazing soul sister. So thank keep you. being brilliant. You're welcome. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, 55 minutes already. You know, I love it when I jump on these shows, especially when I don't necessarily feel very well. And I'm so inspired to be able to spend this time and then it just evaporates. And most of my shows and most of my guests, the shows where I do it by myself, those kind of take a little bit longer. I look up at the time and I'm like, oh man, I've already been, I've only been talking for 15 minutes and I'm going to keep going. But when I have amazing guests like Leroy on the show, it's such a blessing and a, and a gift to me to be able to ask questions and to be able to share their brilliance with you. Because ultimately, like she, like she said, it's about this personal accountability and personal responsibility. This is what I teach. This is what I coach on. Because when you do, when you have that discipline, when you have that, more importantly, not the discipline, because that can have, for some people, a negative connotation or discipline. That's what happened to me when I got in trouble. But when you have that, that's, that self-discipline, that self-accountability, i.e. the self-love to see yourself and to want to grow yourself beyond the situations that you thought were a part of your experience and a part of your journey, that's powerful. When you stand in your beautiful greatness and be able to say, listen, I'm going to choose to be me. I'm going to choose to ditch all the excuses, all the personas, all the quote unquote masks that we used to put on. And I'm just going to roll with who I am. And if people dig it, great. And if they don't, so be it. All the best for them. Let them let them be on their journey, like Leroya said, because you know, for us to be judgmental about other people without knowing what experiences they've had and, and what people and influences they've had in their life is pretty idiotic right? I tell you guys all the time from my healing experience in my journey, and I was just sharing this earlier on a coaching call, is the fact that when I was able to have empathy and forgiveness for my mom, when I was able to put myself in her shoes and ask myself, might I be like her if I went through her experiences? Had I had my parents divorce at four years old? Had I had to go live with my grand or her mother, who was not a very nice person, I'll put it nicely. Um, would I be the same if all of a sudden that I broke free and went hog wild and had all these relationships and had these meanings put on myself about you know my my affection for men? Um, might I be like my mom if I had you know the the situations happen as a woman in the workforce back in the 60s, you know, all these different ramifications of people and what they go through in their journeys, especially if it's a generational journey, sitting there judging somebody who has who's had a different experience than you, especially if they've grown up in a different culture than you, you know, is just really idiotic. The best thing we can do in those situations is not to judge, but as Stephen Covey says in the seven habits of highly effective people is to seek first to understand then to be understood, ladies and gentlemen. And the first thing you have to seek to understand is yourself. Get connected with you. Choose and choose the desire to get to know you and love you and embrace you. So you don't have to be this person for, for people at work. You don't have to be this person for the people at home. You don't have to be this person for your friends. You get just to be you. And I can honestly say this. You guys have heard me say it a thousand times. As I, as I continue to, to honor and respect who I am at my core and not give a flying fuck about what other people think and any judgments that people might have or any opinions that they might have, no disrespect and no anger when I say that. I have, I have so much immense self-love for myself that what am I able to do? I'm able to love other people even more. I'm even, I mean, I'm able to, to live my legacy here in making the world a better place for who I am and what I do, because I'm honoring the gift that I have to be my unique self. And you need to go be you, your unique self. Um, and every single week here on the Ron and scripted show or the unfiltered experience or any other show I'm on, it is my mission, my intention to jar you, to give you, to plant seeds through these conversations and my social media posts so that you, whether it's right now or whether it's two weeks from now or two years from now, you reflect upon everything that you've heard in your life and you're like, now is the time for me to make that shift. So if you want to make that shift, connect with Loroya, connect with me. Of course, my group coaching is going on January 11th, 2022. Uh, I am still uh, taking in a couple of more applicants. So please, if you're interested in that, DM me. I will personally take care of you uh, because you're our, one of our misfits for life. So uh, I appreciate each and every one of you guys. I'm going to go up here and check any comments. Uh, Diana says here, great show. Thank you, Diana, for being here. I appreciate that. If this impacts you, please share this out. And don't just share it out. Share it out with a few comments. Hey, this is a very inspirational story. Or hey, I learned this from that. You know, inspire other people that are in your, your 
social currency, if you will, to be inspired to, to take a look at this because it is a moving conversation for anybody who is interested in moving. Uh, Darlene says, with the holidays, I forgot it was Tuesday. LOL, rocking in late. Sorry, I missed this. Darlene was a fantastic interview conversation. Please go check out the beginning of it. Her story is absolutely phenomenal. It only lends to the fact of the brilliant advice that she gave during this conversation. So yes, yes, yes. Lucy's in the house saying, hands up, hands up. So again, please go connect with LaRoya. Um, Chris, or, uh, Jacqueline says here, Christopher, good show as always. I love how you keep it raw and real and authentic. One classy dude. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I got it. And uh, an angel says here, have a great evening, Christopher and LaRoya. Have a great evening, everybody. Happy New Year. Absolutely, absolutely. And Robert says, uh, yes, the more I love others, the more there is to love even more in abundance. Couldn't said it better, Robert, man. Appreciate you being here. Um, and uh, Jock says here, I'll need to go back and listen, but I was writing an article. Writing an article at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday night, Jock? Really? Really? I'm just kidding. Um, no, thank you guys. I appreciate it. I love you guys. Again, uh, we're going to be here every single Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Again, we got the unfiltered experience coming up this Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you guys can always check out what shows I have going on or if I'm doing clubhouses, just go to my website, ChristopherRosh.com forward slash events. And in there, you'll see all the events that I'm speaking at. And you need to click there and get reminders so that you don't miss a moment of this uh, genuine uh, generosity that I love doing every single week with you guys. Um, Darlene says here, are many blessings in the New Year's guys. Um, 2300 for me. I'm not in the fucking military, Jock. What's 2300? Um, let me see. My watch says the little hands on the eight and the big hands on the 12. So it's eight o'clock here. I know it's, I know it's late there. 2300 is 11 o'clock. I know that, right? 2300. So three hours, 2300. Yeah. Cause 2400 would be 12 hours. Anyway, I'm going to shut up right now. I love you guys. Come back here every single week. Go out there, be brilliant. And we'll see you next time here on the Ron and Scripted show. I'm Christopher.